Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the Apostrophe Podcast Network. Hey listeners, today's episode not only has a few F-bombs, but the language is a little saucier than normal, so earmuffs on the kids if you're in the car. They all come from the unknown north. Talent and drive and a pride worth paying for. But just because they're above the 49th parallel... Canadian star system. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to the Canadian star system, a podcast where we shine the spotlight on Canadian stars and they shine their spotlight on other Canadian stars that they want the world to know more about. I'm your host, Steve Patterson. And if you've seen the American NBC news reporter who goes by that same name and is a graduate of Michigan State University, that's not me. But he is also a handsome man. With me, as always, is my producer, co-host, and as far as I know, also isn't a correspondent for NBC News, Diana Francis. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm well, Steve. I'm also not Diane Francis, reporter oh, for true. the Financial Times in Canada. That is true. I do get tagged a lot on Twitter for her work. And do you get like financial questions from people or what do you get? Yeah, I get people who, you know, retweet her articles and then say, Diane Francis is amazing. I'm like, hey, thanks. Not me, but thanks. Take it. Take the praise where you could get it. And I want people have sent me uh, clips from this Steve Patterson news reporter. Like, was that you in the hurricane? I'm like, no, that was not me in the hurricane uh, suddenly in Minnesota. But there's also another Steve Patterson in comedy in Canada who had to change his name because you got more famous quicker. I was just here first. That's how it works in Canada. It's uh, first past the post. Now goes by Steve Dillon. Very funny. And, Shout out uh, to very yes. funny comedian Steve Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. We maybe we'll get him on here one day if it won't be too confusing. 
Listen, I got to ask you this question because it's in relation to our first guest today, who is patiently, as patiently as he can, waiting right now. Have you ever gone viral for anything online? I did a tweet a while ago. I responded to somebody, somebody tweeted out, tell me something that sounds like a lie, but that's totally true. And I tweeted a really quick story about the fact that I gave a kid up for adoption. I ended up doing a show for his adopted parents. And he was in the audience when he was 13 and none of us realized it. I did an improv show and my biological child watched me. None of us knew it until we reunited like 10 years later. And that went as viral as a viral tweet can go. Like, I think I got like 10,000 likes or something on it. And then just a couple of days ago, I got contacted by a improviser formerly from the Bay Area Theater Sports Bats Improv, who basically has the same story. She's an improviser. She gave up a kid at 17 and he saw her in a show before they met. And suddenly I didn't feel so special with my fabulous story. No, I still like yours better. I, <laughs> that is a man. You improvisers really do say yes. And don't you? That is, I think that's the takeaway from all this. What about you? Have you ever gone viral? I think the closest I've ever gotten is I did an Enrique Iglesias joke in 2004, just for last. This is before I think they spoke of what going viral was. And it was about Enrique Iglesias. And it got to Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> he, he shared it for a while on his site. And then that was the closest I got. I think I got the Enrique crowd. Wow. Some of them were angry. But then, then once Enrique was okay with it, they were okay with it. But then recently I did a tweet in Vancouver about evergreen shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the evergreen shipping ship and I took a photo of it. And I don't know why that's a thing, but there is a, a shipping Twitter that goes nuts <laughs> if you if you talk about the evergreen shipping company. And it has, I don't know, 14,000 shares or something like that. So I think I'm going to just do a show on an evergreen shipping ship when this is all over. No audience and just hope it goes viral. I'm on board for that one. Literally. <laughs> Literally. You're going to have to be. I'm not going alone. <laughs> That's enough about us. Our first guest today is the epitome of a hyphenated Canadian performer. He is a stand-up comic, an actor, a writer, a producer, a podcaster, a viral TikTok sensation, and an outspoken weed aficionado, some of which he may even remember having talked about. He can rock a muumuu as well as he rocks a bow tie. And if I saw him rock both at the same time, his husband would likely ask me to leave their room. He's coming to us <laughs> from his secret location in the deep, dark depths of British Columbia. It's Darcy Michael, everybody. Oh, wow. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> the Darcy Michael. The Darcy, the Darcy Michael. There are no other Darcy Michaels as far as I know. <laughs> I, I think you've knocked them off. I think there's a lot of Michael Darcy's, but uh, yeah, there's no uh, there's no other Darcy Michael. But I still had to use the social account, the Darcy Michael, because someone went and stole them all. Oh, man. So good to have you. And, and uh, let's let's get right into it. But first of all, I want to share a little story. We like to ask questions that others don't hear. And we had you on we've had you on debaters a number of times. But one time I incorrectly and this is i i knew you it wasn't like i was just meeting but i said your name as darcy michaels and you oh. found it endlessly entertaining i don't know where, <laughs> i don't know where you went in your mind but you did that laugh for a good two minutes darcy michaels there's um, only one of me <laughs> why why would you pluralize 
Uh, it is, uh, it's actually, uh, <laughs> friends love to call me Darcy Michaels Darcy and it Michaels. drives me insane. Uh, cause they're just my first two names. I had a speech impediment as a kid and I couldn't pronounce my last name. So Ooh. I have always gone by Darcy Michael. Can you say it now? What is, what yeah, was your it, last name? It, my birth, my last name is McCrory. Uh, but really? I couldn't say ours when I was a kid. I had to do speech therapy for like 15 years. And uh, so I was I was Dorothy McQuoey. Uh And so <laughs> to help with that, they were like, why don't you go by Darcy Michael? Plus, it brought my parents less shame on their name. <laughs> <laughs> this is I mean, I didn't even ask that question. And that's what we got. This is going to you don't need me. I just put you on uh, autopilot. I don't mean to point out to that speech. What do you call it? Speech podiatrist? Yeah, speech that's the person who yep. speech yep. th- speech podiatrist yeah. works that's, with no speech. speech but no, a speech podiatrist is when you put your foot in your mouth and say something. <laughs> oh, hey. Christ, Diana! Hey. Oh, she came to play today. Hey. Speech pathologist. Well so you, done. Well you done. You couldn't say ours, but they just they still let you go with Darcy. But you said yeah. Darcy. Yeah, I was Darcy Michael, but at least it wasn't as <laughs> just, like because then adorable. you know like if it's just one name, you're like, did I hear him correctly? Did he? Did he have? But when it's Dwasi McQuoey, it's like, oh, this kid, this kid can't talk. Especially when I moved from Toronto to Vancouver when I was eight, I was ready to try life on my own. Uh, this is the dumbest joke. Uh, but uh, so I was Dwasi McQuoey from Toronto on. Oh, that was my grade three introducing myself to the class. And the teacher was like, well, we're going to get you into speech therapy. Well, and martial arts, just because you're going to need case. to know how to fight. Well, look at you now, my friend, no matter how you say it, you are a sensation. You know, we have stand ups on the show. There's lots of comedians. There's lots of comedians that have a podcast. There are very few that have millions of hits on TikTok in addition to everything else. It's crazy. What has happened here, my friend? <laughs> I, like, I've got I to gotta, I gotta go back to the genesis of this because I know of TikTok, of course. It's not, I don't seem to be the demographic thereafter, <laughs> but you went in there, you posted a stand-up video, you predicted to your husband, Jer, this is going to get millions of hits. And it did. And now yeah. you just keep growing and growing it. What, what is this? What's happening? It's the weirdest thing. I uh, like I'll give you the full organic background. I started a TikTok for our dog in November <laughs> 2019 only because I had I'd heard about this app. And I was like, oh, like I wonder I had heard the editing software was really smart. And I was like, oh, I can make some funny dog videos and, you know, just entertain myself while we're, you know, raising this little puppy. And so I had the account for like a good year and I really started to notice during the pandemic that the age demographic was changing in Yuma's fan base. And I was like, oh, like it's not just kids on here right now. Like there's adults on here. How can you tell? Like the, so TikTok actually gives you the analytics to show you who's, wow. Yeah. They like to a degree. uh, And then as you get higher up in the app, then you get access to a lot more information like you get camera you get cameras into people yeah, yeah, at exactly, some point, right? exactly. Yeah. so yuma went viral in october 20, 2020 uh one of her videos it was literally just after daylight savings times she's very like time scheduled and she gets at the time she would get a sweet potato every night at 7 30 <laughs> uh, and it was 6 30 and she was standing at the cupboard huffing and puffing uh and so obviously it related to a lot of people but then overnight, my dog's got 75,000, 100,000 followers. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going to chair. I was like, 
I've been an entertainer in Canada for 15 years. My dog is more successful on social media than me combined on all platforms. If I took all my my accounts and combined them, she's still beating me 10 times. And so I just was like, you know, I'm going to just post a clip from my Crave special. But it took me like about a month to get the courage up. And it was just about being a gay dad. And like, here's the thing. Their algorithm is really smart. And as a queer comedian, I've been trying to reach people like-minded for years, either through CTV or CBC or Crave and all, all and touring and stuff. But the algorithm just started driving my video to either queer people, people with queer parents, queer parents themselves. And it just kind of, it resonated and just blew up. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, post some stand-up clips and that'll be that. And then I was like, so that first, that first clip overnight got a million, it got a million views overnight. And that's over. Yeah. Crazy. Over, yeah. I that's literally insane. set the account up, posted it and checked the next day and was like, oh, she's on to something. <laughs> I had said to Jer, I had said to him, I was like, I think by April, if I don't have a million followers by April, I'll, I won't keep going. But I I wanted to use it to prove I had a sitcom in development, Diana. You know this. We've talked about this for I a know. long time. You I, interviewed me as a writer. Yeah, I, I had a sitcom in development with CTV for four five years it was canceled before the pandemic and the last thing one of the executives said was we just don't think there's an appetite for the show you <laughs> want to make and i am such a bitter bitch that it's the only thing i could think of for months and months and i thought okay you know what let's prove the concept of the show let's start like just you know and i said to jerry was like you don't have to be in them like but i just need you you know like react to what i'm saying off camera and so like you can actually if you go to the very beginning and watch you can see the progression of jer being off camera yelling or saying something quippy <laughs> to like now we're here we are today and jer's a full-blown like celebrity getting stopped for photos by people and like you know it's it it's so weirdly organic and and still we're constantly just kind of amazed that this is how it's happened but we're averaging 60 million views a month. Literally, I posted a clip yesterday. We can tell if it's going to go viral within 20 or 30 minutes of posting. And Jared texts me, goes, another day, another viral video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so weird. That should be a shirt. Right? Well, like, we've got the full merch store because of it. It's crazy that people are buying stuff. And are you also doing something where now you're like, Come on vacation with me and Jer. Like, yeah. what is that about? We're uh, we're going to Greece in April. Uh, there's 20 spots that fans can bid to go on this trip with us. It uh, it's done through this organization that kind of does these cute little things. Originally, they wanted to do a cruise, but uh, like a full cruise ship. And I was like, "There's no way I want to be no. on a cruise ship ever again." And secondly, yeah. I don't want to be stuck on a boat with 500 fans. That's a fucking right. nightmare. That's a nightmare. Uh, so yeah. we're dipping our toes. We're going to Greece in uh, in April with 20 people. But like, we put that out. They were like, "We just need to do this survey and see." We had 10,000 people apply in the first 12 hours. We were like, what? Do you get to be part of weeding that out? Like, do you, do you get the demographics a, yeah. of who I is I wish applied? everyone could see Diana right now. She's <laughs> never been more excited about anything <laughs> on this show. She's very excited it's about weird. this. It's weird. It's We're in a whole new world. I call us influencers because we're really like, don't live like <laughs> us. There is a vetting process. So they go through like an interview process with this company. And then they'll give us the 40 choices. 
and then we can watch their interviews. We don't have to interview them. And then we'll do like a Zoom get together with everybody that we pick to go on the trip. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. This is, buddy, I didn't even know about all that. That's So that's an incredible example of the power of it and the reach of it right there. Now, can we talk about, we talk about this without getting into specifics because people talk about going viral, social media, social media celebrities. In terms of monetizing it, has this been a life-changing thing yeah, for you? Yeah, we really? surprised our daughter. She graduates in December. We surprised her by paying off all her student loans. So yeah. she's, we're like, hey, you're graduating debt-free. It's been, I will say that if CTV called and offered me a sitcom, I probably would say no because I'm making more money yeah. uh, than I did when I did Spun Out. That side of it is insanely rewarding, obviously. We're still trying to navigate that kind of part of it but there's so many different avenues that are monetized and you know like we we started a merch store in march much to my chagrin i was pushing against it and we had hired this graphic designer to do a an image for us because we have this song called busy donkey that just kind of blew up it's a song that i've <laughs> sung for years to help me focus when because my adhd and so i just hum it to myself kind of and jer filmed me for a couple weeks and put this montage up and it blew up and so we had this donkey version of me created like a cartoon and it was $500 for this graphic designer. And I felt sick about it. We hadn't made a dime off of TikTok. Uh, and I was like, this is such a stupid idea, but we threw it on t-shirts and a bunch of other things. And we launched the store at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. And before we'd even posted about it, we just added the link to our profile within the first hour, we had had $2,000 or $2, in profit. And we were just like, oh. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, so now we have this that's whole insane. merch line. It's very, the whole thing is really weird. Like every day it gets weirder and weirder. Cheech and Chong were messaging us a couple weeks ago about doing a collab. And I was like, oh, okay, like, sure, let's collab, Cheech. Come on, Tommy, get on a plane, buddy. Let's smoke a joint together. Wow. It's so it's so fascinating to me. And I think the reason that Steve sees my face just doing what it's doing right now is that, you know, as creatives, like you were saying, Darcy, you put this content out there, you put yourself out there, you put like on all of these different like, you know, stand up or, or you know, scripts or and you just you put it out there and you never know what's going to stick against the wall. So when something like this piece of spaghetti sticks on the wall, you're like, really, this this one, yeah. this is the thing. It's weird. You know, like. I, I have to say, I've had a lot of personal growth over the last couple of years, the pandemic especially. Uh, I used to think I was really cool, and I think it held me back. You know, like when I watch my Crave special and I think, you, you're, you're so cocky, you're so full of yourself. And I just decided to be a little more vulnerable, and I decided to be a little more real. And I also, you know, like I was very image focused. I, I, you know, like I've suffered with eating disorders my whole life, and it, it consumed a lot of my, you know, like, you know, Steve, how exhausting touring is and how hard it is on your family and your physical body and stuff. So when my Crave special came out, I stopped stand up. I was like, I'm taking six months off. And so I did. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, and I really feel like the universe was pointing me to this point where I just had to find happiness on my own. And then I was like, hey. Let's start sharing a little bit of it. And, you know, like I will say when we started posting, people were desperate for joy at that point. By January mm -hmm. 2021, we all just needed to to be able to 
consume stuff that was making us feel good. And so we just really, Jared and I were like, okay, it's, is, if it's not funny, is it at least joyful? It just seemed to right. hit. And I don't think if I was on TikTok three years ago, it would have hit. I, I think it, I had to go through this process of becoming comfortable and, and happy. Is that too, is that too real? No, that's, Am I getting that's too beautiful. real? No, I love this is, that. this is great. I'm honestly a bit shell-shocked. I thought we were going to come on here and talk the way many Canadian entertainers talk about, oh yeah, I had that thing online once. It was a nice little fun time, <laughs> but we don't really know where it's going. But you've made it a real success by being yourself, by bringing your husband, Jer, into it, and really being yourselves. And I think that a lot of entertainers who have been in the game a while, such as you and I and Diana, God, Diana's even older than us. I think a lot of, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, did I say that out loud? (laughs) I think that a a lot of, of us would look at a, a format platform like TikTok and be like, I'm, I'm above that. I've done professional shows. I've done, I've done professional shows on broadcast, actual (laughs) broadcast channels, but here you are putting it out there and there's this incredible response. So how has it been? I'm starting to see how it was for you. How, how's it been for Jer to be like, now he's a star as well. It's so accidental. We never expected it. And it's weird because, you know, like Jared and I have been together 19 years. You know, we were babies. And to be with someone that long and then discover this whole other side, it's so cheesy to say, but I've said it so many times in the last six months. I've never been more in love with Jared than I am right now because he's just he's just come out of his shell and become this star in his own right. You know, it's the weirdest thing because I think a lot of people early on discounted the power of TikTok and thought of it as a kid's app. And I, Mm -hmm. when we started posting, I was just like, I'm not going to talk as if I'm talking to kids. I'm just going to talk as if what I want to see, which is how I've always done my standup. Anyways, I've only talked about things that would make me laugh, but this one just kind of started to resonate. Like our, our agents call our, uh, our fan base, the Oprah numbers, uh, because we do have a, like a large, (laughs) I think it's 80% female between the ages of 25 and 45, which from a marketing standpoint is where the money's at, folks. Sure That's the That's who makes you, the household decision. You get That's a right. book, you get a book, you get a car. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, but Jer is just like, he's so, he's so much more confident as a human being. Wow. Uh, and like our daughter at first was just mortified by what we were doing. <laughs> you know, like one of our early, early videos is uh, like a really raunchy facials joke. That ends with us just sitting and having actual facials. Like Jer just basically calls me off camera and asks me if I want to uh, give each other facials. And I, I run down the stairs taking my pants off. And then it cuts to us just having actual mud masks. And Grace was mortified. She was like, you're 40 years old. What are you doing? And then she was here the night we hit a million. And we went, we did a live stream to thank everybody. And everyone just was obsessed with Grace. And she was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. Yeah. How old's Grace now? She's 23. Oh my goodness. I know. Wow. She's a human wow. being. She graduates university in December. She's doing amazing stuff. She's a, she's just accepted a job. She's the director of research for BC Wales, a company she's volunteered with wow. for years. Yeah. She's wow. a great kid. Oh my God. I could vomit at how well she turned. We thought about having more kids, and then we we're like, "No, we're one for one." We got, we, we hit the jet. Yeah. Why would we fuck this so up? So to recap, so far, um, you're making amazing money. Diana's making notes here. You're more in love with your husband than you ever have been before. 
your daughter is an amazing human yeah, who is, is graduating is very, high school, yeah. uh, graduating university, has a killer job, and her debt is paid off. And you have a golden retriever. Right. Now, will you consider adopting me? <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, this isn't sounding very Canadian of me. I should probably be like, you know, so we'll see what comes next. <laughs> it's such a refreshing change. It really is. Well, you guys know this dance in this country. Like I'd even say 80% or 70% of our followers are American. So Canada still doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but... It's, way to go, Canada. Can I just say, way to go, Canada. You hold out till the rest of the world is founded, right? and then you enjoy it. Way That's, to go, Canada. We know this industry. There's three people in charge of, you know, making the star the star power of, uh, of Canada, and none of them wanted to take a risk on us or on me. Uh, past the point, I'm super grateful. You know, I did. I had a career before TikTok. I had spun out. I had the Crave special and stuff, and that was great. But uh, no one was going to take me to the next step. So we found a way to circumnavigate around the industry. Hopefully uh, it continues. I have similar goals, Darcy, with the way that this industry in Canada, the three broadcasters keep telling us that a late night talk show isn't going to work in this country. <laughs> and I swear to God, I am going to prove them wrong somehow. I would love to see it. I would. L I think Steve is the uh, is the perfect person for it. And, you know, we especially with the success of the debaters the fact that you know like you're not on tv on a daily basis is a shame oh thanks the buddy. success of that show is something that we brush under the mat by the way if you had a show like that with that audience in the states it would be you know like that's howard stern numbers what you're pulling on yeah. debaters and i see you guys in the charts all the time trying to beat my podcast uh, and and it is it beats like it's wild to me and that's why when you guys came out with this show by the way i'm totally just taking over here it made sense because it was like people don't understand how frustrating it is in this country unless you're in quebec quebec has a beautiful star system you know quebec <laughs> do. you don't it's, have to leave the province to be a millionaire you know, it's self-contained I want to get to this question because this time is going by too fast with you. It's I have so <laughs> it's many questions. Shut but up. We've, we've got another get. No, but it's, it's fascinating to me. Let's just do with this quick segue, and and then I got to get to one other question with you. I think I've only asked you one question. <laughs> After this is all over, as we head into you know we're in 2021, as we head into 2022, and people are back performing live, and people that have found success online performing, do you feel? that a lot of those people are going to make the transition to live performance? Or do you feel like you need the experience that you've got? You've got 15 years of live performance behind you. Now you've given a, a sort of a peek behind the moo-moo, if you will, that's a <laughs> trademark, into your home life, right? So we've seen the public Darcy Michael. Now we've seen the home life slash public Darcy Michael and Jer. You obviously have the built-in crowd from this last year to go do that live if you want into a theater but I don't know if everyone will be able to make that transition that's found success on TikTok or social media platforms. I, I agree. I, I think we've seen it a few times where people have tried to go from online to live performance and they don't have the experience to back it up. I think mm. that's one of those things that the 15 years of sacrifice in this <laughs> on the road is really going to pay off because I know, I, listen, I know I'm good, you know, like all ego aside. I can do the job. So I'm excited that when we do get back to it, I can go out and be like, hey, I'm not only just this fucking idiot on the internet, I'm a fucking idiot in person. In real life. And now my ticket price has gone up 200%. So, <laughs> bully for you, too bad you didn't see me in Yuck Yucks Ajax for a buck 50. 
<laughs> that club is the third funniest store in that market. I have to say, I've always thought that there's the guy, the convenience store in the corner, hilarious. The dry cleaners and then the yucks. I the first so. time I played that, I brought two of my friends with me, and one of them just before I went out leaned over and goes. Has anyone ever been stabbed on stage here? And I was like, well, tonight's the night, I think. Tonight's the night. It's a legitimate question. We better talk about this before we get our other guest on here. Your very popular podcast, when you're not making your very popular TikTok <laughs> videos, High School Sucked with your co-host and friend and fellow comedian to us both, Jane Stanton. That's routinely in the top comedy podcasts internationally. Why do you think that has struck such a chord? with people because now you're talking about you know you wanted this pure joy yeah. that people had before and now we're talking about retro stories that aren't always feel good stories but it's still striking a chord with people for sure i think i think what we've learned really early on in the show is collectively we all have the same trauma from high school it's just that no one ever really talks about it you know like we talk about it afterwards for or everyone's got that one horrible story from high school some people have that, you know, like a horrible teacher or a horrible dating experience. But when we started really diving into the stories with the guests, we were all kind of finding this collective thread of, oh, OK, this was horrible for all of us. Some guests don't have those stories, but the one I will say the shining light of every guest is every single one of them has a teacher that truly touched their hearts or changed their lives. It is my favorite part of every episode. Because you just see their eyes light up and go, oh, my God, it was Mr. Burrett. He said this to me. He did this and this and this and this. So we try as much as we, you know, bitch and moan about our high school experiences. We really try to shine a light on the fact that they the front line of children are teachers uh, and we should celebrate them. So it's been I think that's where, you know, like we try to put a little heart into it. But at the same time, it is a disgustingly raunchy show. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hold back, but it's been really fun. It's exhausting. You guys know, like just putting the time and effort into a podcast is a lot more than people realize. Well, let me make it really easy for you to book your next guests. Yes, Stephen, I would love oh, to do oh, your show. You guys are, uh, you're definitely coming on. For sure. I'm going to come in with a bit of a different angle on the show, though, because I think I peaked in high school. I loved high school. I loved everything about it. It's sort of been downhill ever since. I loved making. I was the student council president. I got to make morning announcements every day. I did day. morning I announcements. Period. Like that was the that was the highlight of my life, to be honest with you. I'm still I'm still trying to capture that now. It's been however many years. This is what drives me insane about our industry. You were probably one of the most successful comedians in the country. And you're still like, yeah, I peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm being honest. Like we did, we didn't have a football team, so I didn't have to worry about not making that. Where team. did you go to I school? Regina Monday College, London, Ontario. I was the captain of the it's volleyball team. It's pretty easy to be the year. top of the heap on this <laughs> in London, Listen, Ontario. Have you, ever met, have you ever met a captain of a volleyball team before, Dars? I'm a gay man. Yes, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, don't worry. Don't worry, Darcy, because I'll be able to balance out uh, Steve's loving high school because I went to grad five months pregnant and nobody knew. I was going to so, say, yeah, you'll be able to balance yeah, that out. Yeah, we uh, this will be a fun one. I, I want to have you guys on together because I think we can yes end the shit out of this show. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. For sure. She's always got to one down me. Every, <laughs> every time I have a story, every time Diana's like, oh, I 
I was six months pregnant that time. <laughs> Jesus. Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you, party pooper. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Darcy Michael after this. Hey, listeners, we know that after the last couple of years, many of us haven't been able to travel to see family, friends and loved ones and to take a much needed break from family, friends and loved ones. That's right, Diana. And that's why we're offering the brand new Canadian Star System Vacation Package. Come on vacation with all the stars of season one. Actually, Steve, unlike the announcer voice you got from our technical director, Donovan, there, I actually couldn't get any of our previous guests to say yes. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, Donovan? The Canadian Star System Vacation Package, where you can go on vacation with Steve and Diana. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'd like our biggest fans to join us as we kick back, relax, and listen to you for a change. It's an all-expenses-paid trip, as in you pay for all of our expenses. Okay, okay, that's not too bad. What are we talking here? Hawaii, Mayan Riviera, Bermuda? Nope, nope, and nope. This is a podcast celebrating Canada, Diana, so we're staying north of the 49th. I can work with that. Okay, what? Uh, Banff, Lake Louise. Oh, Tofino is beautiful this time of year. Tofino? The Junction. But that's your neighborhood in Toronto. Exactly. Come to the Junction and enjoy all the activities this tiny slice of paradise in Toronto has to offer. Raking leaves, buying groceries from Sweet Potato, buying beer from Indie Alehouse, babysitting. All you need to do is fill out the online application and prove that you can lift over 50 pounds because my seven-year-old daughter likes piggyback rides. Steve, are you trying to trick our listeners into doing chores around your house and making it sound like a vacation? Well, a vacation from your home is still a vacation, Diana, even if it's at my home and it involves work for you. Okay, no one's going to do this, Steve. Not even me. I'm sorry. You are on your own, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm out of here. Diana? I think she's on her way over. She'll be fine. The Canadian Star System Vacation Package. Come on, we know you don't want it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And now back to our chat with Darcy Michael, who's probably gone viral again during that break. We are going to head to a section now just before bringing on our second guest that we like to call Quick Questions. Quick Questions. So we have a few quick questions for you here. Darcy, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <clears throat> I think this entire interview has led to the answer to this already, but I had it written down. Stand up or TikTok? Which do you prefer and why? Oh, TikTok. I've been daydreaming about having a career in my living room my whole life, and now I have it. I don't have to go anywhere. That's great. It's fantastic. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, there's, you know? it's the dream. I literally wear like moo-moos and play suits. Uh, and I don't have to leave. I don't have to deal with a comedy club manager. Oh, that is the greatest. Not having to spritz with, you know, the guy that owns Chuckle Hut and fucking Red Deer. Thank God. <laughs> right? It's me, my golden you, retriever. Occasionally the kid comes by. It's a good time. You've changed my whole perspective in the course of this interview. That's never <laughs> happened before. Uh, another question based on your uh, your own stand-up special, Darcy Michael Goes to Church. Is the bong that you talk about as a bird feeder in your special still there? And if so, have you noticed any change in the birds? <laughs> it is not. We've moved. No. Uh, so the bong is now on a – it stands on a trophy shelf in uh, in our <laughs> in our TV room because I was like, well, I can't get rid of it. It's such a famous bong. It definitely was a – was a legit bird feeder for a few years there. And they were fucked up and fat. <laughs> yeah. There was this one fat crow that would always come by and hang out by it. And Jared's like, that's that's you in crow form. And I was like, you just called me fat. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Darcy. Darcy Crow. I'd watch yeah. that. Cock, 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 cock. <laughs> That bird is humping me again. <laughs> and why is it wearing a moo-moo? <laughs> How'd they make that? Last question for you. And again, I hope you can give us one of these. I went to watch your life hacks video, but TikTok kicked me out because I hadn't joined TikTok. You'll be happy to know. It wouldn't let me just enjoy it oh, for free. So, son of a... <laughs> can you share one Darcy Michael life hack with us? Yes. Yeah, I will. This is one that I Please. think will actually be helpful for both of you in the industry i uh created it at just for laughs it is the i don't like groups i don't like yeah. large parties you know what the hyatt's like in the yes in that thing yep. it's my rule of three for going to a party so you first go because you know like it's all rubbernecking you're always looking over people's heads so instead of being rude and not having an excuse to talk to someone this is actually i'm giving up my secret but i'll do it you go to the party with your coat in hand and you circle the room once talking with everybody and your excuse is, I'm just going to go and put my coat down. And so and you, you leave. No, 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 not yet. So you circle. Oh. So that way you get a little bit of FaceTime in with everybody. Right. You get rid of your coat, but you don't get a drink yet. And then you circle again and you're, I'm going to go get a drink. 
That way you're really making sure everyone sees that you're here. This is like, I do this and I only go to the party for 20 minutes. Everybody sees me. And then the third time you circle and you're just, you know where the bathroom is? Thanks so much. I'll be right back. And then you get the fuck out of there and you go up to your room and you smoke a joint and play some video game. Because it was always these those industry events where it was like, I want to hang out for six hours talking to fucking, you know, Joe Schmo from Scarborough. Uh, and so you give everyone a little bit of FaceTime. So they remember that they saw you. And it's also because one year I got really drunk at the party and insulted Scott Thompson and he didn't talk to me for six months. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So I was like, OK, I, don't, I shouldn't be drinking at these things anymore. So that's my my rule of three. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That was very thorough. I mean, you lost me at the don't get a drink. I, I realized I was like when I said yeah. it, I saw you just kind of. Go, oh, Darcy, yeah. know your audience. I, I, start, <laughs> I, I started to write it down I'm like, no, no. I, for me, it would be like I would walk by the first lap with a drink in each hand and be like, I just got to get one more drink. So I've screwed up the system yeah. already. The other quick, quick life hack for Diana, put don't all your it. clothes in your closet inside out so you don't get dog hair on oh, them. Man. Deep. That's a big one. Oh, so that way, good. when you're going out, you can just get dressed and run out without saying goodbye to the dog, and you are dog hair free. Wow, you lost me at don't say goodbye to the dog. Well, I, I just say I Yuma and I do a naked goodbye, uh, and then I get dressed <laughs> yeah. and run. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. So TikTok, a naked please. goodbye is also a great way to get out of a party. <laughs> this is how we. I'm just here. Yeah. I'm just we here. We did it. We came, we came up together. with a rule of four. <laughs> so I've I've written this in. Walk in, close inside out, end up naked. Um, <laughs> thanks, Darcy. <laughs> I look forward to these. You just these are just to complete the sentence, and then we'll have you introduce our second act. The Canadian star system is broken. I don't right. know if it'll wow. ever actually. We rely too much on American culture. Because of our television systems, the way it's been uh, done for years. And I don't think we'll ever actually not. We're basically just a watered down version of America at this point when it comes to entertainment. Right. Wow. I don't even think I can one down that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I hate to break the whole concept of your show. Uh, (laughs) The Canadian star system is six months pregnant at the prom. (laughs) (laughs) And, and next phrase, being next door to the United States is like, Oh, watching a dumpster fire from your apartment window. (laughs) I listen. I love America. There's some wonderful people there and some great spots, but I just I don't think that politics should be entertainment, and it's become well entertainment. Said. Well said. All right, brother. I have no further questions for you for now, though you're going to stay with us. I hope for our. We'll see as how you it introduce goes. us to your next guest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, see if she can hold your attention. Sure. <laughs> our guest is one of my oldest friends, and by that I mean she's old. <laughs> Not only does she co-host my podcast, High School Sucked, available everywhere podcasts are. She's a hilarious comedian from Just for Laughs to The Debaters. Most recently, she's been killing it on the acting game on shows like Big Sky, the miniseries When We Rise, and her recurring role on Disney's The Mighty Ducks. It's my bestie, my soulmate, my sister from another mister. It's Jane Stanton. Welcome to the Canadian Star System. Thanks for taking the time. And I have to say... Congratulations. We're going to talk about the podcast that you do with Darcy, of course, because it's super popular. But I'm so excited about the Mighty Ducks. I've seen you talk about it a little (laughs) bit. I really am. I didn't know that it was a whole series. 
And now I've had a chance to watch some of it. And it's got Emilio in there. But more importantly, it's got Emilio in there, James <laughs> what's, what's it like? What's it like working on that? It was really great. Right before that, too, there was the pandemic. So I booked mm. it 2020 September. Okay. And I did a thing like a child. I was on hold, pinned for it, drinking with my <laughs> friends. And I was like, if I book this. I'm not drinking till it's done. I thought it was just one day on set. Didn't know it was four episodes. And I was like, oh, uh, that was a bad idea because I love me some drinks. Um, so I didn't drink for like three months because who knows what's going to happen with the wizards getting after me if I had a drink. Right, guys? It was uh, it was great because I, Emilio, come on, Breakfast mm. Club. Oh, all those stuff when you were y younger. And when I met him too, I opened the trailer. I didn't know he was going to be there. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, hi. And I, I was an idiot, Steve. I literally was like, hi. And he's like, it's good you're here. I'm like, glad to be good here. And then I walked backwards into my trailer and I shut the door. And the one, and Amy playing my wife, who's so funny, was like, uh, we were hanging out in my trailer. She's like, why did you just do that? I'm like, I didn't know he'd be there. <laughs> like, obviously he'd be there. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that in that impression, both you and Emilio sound exactly the same. That's what we I do. enjoyed the most we about do. that. We <laughs> do, exactly. And the same height, too. So it's perfect. You made Darcy do a spit take with smoke. I've never even seen <laughs> I that. Love that. I, I, I hope I muted in time. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to skate, too. I didn't know how to skate. Oh, they I didn't was ask me. That. I was, was going to ask that. I'm going to so, interrupt. So she attempted yeah, to learn how to skate. <laughs> I... Okay. I've seen the episode. That is not okay. your what? body skating. It is 100%. Is it? Oh, I had four nice. days that they, but it was the worst. It was like an ex-NHLers. And I, right. I used to coach soccer. So I know that they're just like, get out of here. <laughs> In their head. But they're like, you're doing good. Like the first day, Steve, I know you played hockey or still do, right? I play a little bit of hockey. Yeah. I knew it. I didn't. We were like soccer, swimming, go up that mountain right. and ski down it. And I had to hold just where the team was, like a child, one day, like all two hours, just left leg, turn around, right, right. leg, just one at a time. Right. The next day, both teams. And then on the third day, I went, I'm going to skate around the ice. And the NHX, NHL player just was like, let's just keep it simple. And I was like, <laughs> fair enough. And I bailed. Like, yeah, the first day, Amy and all the other moms were skating. And I'm like, oh, and they just were like, boom, boom. And it's like, it's very different than when you're not a child. And they're yes. like, do you want pads? I'm like, yeah, I want knee pads and I want elbow pads. Yes, I do. Yes. I have a question for you, Jane. Did you, when you were a kid, did you know how to roller skate? Yeah, in my teenage years, but I was never, I did it. I got on the the train of like, yeah, this will be good. And then I bought the roller skates and I'm like, I don't like this. Ah. Like, I don't like it on my right. feet. So I did it. But that was also 45 years ago. Right, guys? <laughs> so... <laughs> Because <laughs> I find that I find that like when you when as a kid, I knew how to roller skate, but you had the stoppers on the front of the boot. Oh, so yeah, you can yeah, push yeah. off of that. And then I tried to switch to ice skating. And if you try and use the stoppers on the front of the ice skates that don't totally. exist, flat on <laughs> no. the face. Yeah. 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 Yes. Diana forgets. Oh. Again, it's a bit of a generational thing. Uh, <laughs> roller skating was very big. Diana grew up in the 40s. Yeah, in the 40s. And yeah. it was, they were just amazed that wheels were on shoes. <laughs> Wooden wheels. Wooden wheels yeah. at the time. Not even round ones, square. And I was saying yes to rollerblading. 
Sorry, Diana. Rollerblading. Diana took it back a little. <laughs> <laughs> you're like my great grandmother. I get what you're saying. Yeah, There's yeah. pictures oh. of it. At the sock hop. At the sock hop. That's exactly. Was that cast in Vancouver or was did you go down in the States to get cast? No, or? it was here. So they yeah. did the pilot in like 2020 February okay. and the pandemic happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they you're the, had to You're put, the only person that's ever had that reaction to the pandemic. hundred percent. I am. And Darcy. And Darcy both. The pandemic's been the best thing that's ever happened to us. Again, it that's is. a great. That's an interesting soundbite right there. <laughs> yeah, please episode. don't use it. <laughs> use it for me. I'm fine with it because okay. they did that, so it was put on hold for filming it, and so from February to September, and then they started filming again. So it was done up here. Audition sent in, and then Zoom. I don't even think I did a Zoom. No, no. you didn't. So it was that, which right. I don't ever want to go in the room again. I'm going to be honest, you guys, right. to audition. Just can I send it in? Because yeah. oh, yeah. when you're on set, you get to do a couple takes. Why? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love that you were out of breath there for a second. Yeah. Just like, and I've lost 50 pounds, so I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Jane is down 50 pounds since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, well she, done. Yeah, very good. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations, indeed. That's amazing. I what have gained idea. that 50 pounds. It's I gave it yeah, to him. She, I gifted it. She's a, oh, I didn't know you yeah. could do that. Yeah, you she's just put a it witch. in a box of Christmas. She's a witch. She's got like a <laughs> voodoo doll or something that she uses. What is it, Jane? Is it is it uh, just different? A different diet at home, exercise. How are you? Lost, are you roller skating? Have you lost fifty? Are you roller skate? <laughs> Did you go into time machine back to when Diana was a girl? And I got a skate? job at Superstore, and I go price check. No, and my rollerblades. I'm joking. Do you remember when they used to do that in the beginning? That was their sell. We have people on roller skate. I changed my diet. Also, we were locked down, so I was like, okay, let's uh, focus on myself. What else am I going to do? And so I was like, maybe don't drink so much, Jane, and then took sugar out of the equation, took milk out of the equation. I did the fast metabolism diet and I started walking every day. Talked to Darcy and I was like, "Okay, I'll walk. I'm not going to get injured walking. And then did yoga. But then I was like, skinny people do yoga. And then I'm like, they're already skinny, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But I did it. It was great. And then started going to the gym and yeah, just trying to do little steps. But those are all big. You, you did the things that people talk about doing, but you actually did them. But a little bit yes. at a time, you made them uh, bite-sized, which I guess is ironic in this situation. <laughs> and then, uh, but then it, it um, but it, I'm, I'm so excited to hear that because this last bit of time, as we're talking as comedians now, as, as live performers, it's been really tough on a lot of people to not. Yeah. They missed that lifestyle so much that I'm not sure what what a lot of them will do coming out of it. But you guys, you guys both focused on yourselves, <laughs> found found what you can do within where you are. And it's it's made you guys are, are living proof of, of the positive changes that can be made. So I didn't expect this to be our most motivational episode. But <laughs> yeah. Here we, here we fucking of, are, guys. A couple of losers in their 40s. I think uh, if I could interject really quick, I think the- No, I don't think you can. I, listen, my, you can, listen, you can interject, definitely. My, my dad will be the first one to tell you the worst thing they ever did was send me the speech therapy because I haven't shut up since. <laughs> I will second that. But when the pandemic happened, we all just had to stop. You know, and none. We're all working towards something all the time. Steve, you two are like crazy between stand up and the debaters. Like it must have just been like so weird for you guys, even with you and your the family, to just all of a sudden be home. Yes, 
for me with the family, it was, there was good parts for sure, but the, with the family, <laughs> with the young family, it's me. Yeah, my kids are seven and two. Your yeah. daughter is is graduating. Yeah. Mine, mine are seven and two. So it was good to be home, but also really, really tough. Yeah. I mean, every performer that I've talked to was literally home more the last year than they had been for many years previously combined. For sure. So, oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but it's why I was laughing during Darcy's portion of, of the incredible success he's had because I'm, <laughs> when I looked at it, I'm like, what am I going to be a stay at home comedian? That's not even a, that's not a thing. That's the only thing less lucrative than being a Canadian comedian yeah. is being a stay at home Canadian comedian. But I'm fascinated by the success that that both of you have found in this. And Jane, let me ask you this. I didn't even get this sounds like it's a bit, but it was I was going to talk to Darcy about ADHD and we never got around to it. <laughs> so let me talk to you about it, because I know that you were diagnosed in adulthood. Is that right? With ADHD? Literally this year. A hundred percent. Oh, wow. This Through year, our this podcast. Year. Uh, what? That's what started what? it. When we, I'll let you tell it, Jane. I don't know what it was. <laughs> no, you said it. You've said it to me numerous times because even when I do stand up, I'll go all over the map, but I will lose track. I don't clean. I'll look at the mess and just be like, ugh. And Darcy's like, I think you have it. I'm like, no, I'm not that person that's like that twitching and like, there's many different forms. And I had a doctor that was like, mm, I missed this 10 years ago and a, a much better wow. doctor. I'm like, I'm glad that I'm in my 40s. <laughs> This would have helped maybe in high school, maybe university. Because the first day I took the pill, Darcy phoned. He's like, hey, how's the Coke going? And I'm like, because <laughs> it's like, I should say, it's as if you were on Coke. I was Coke like, never I, did I anything. called her Cocaine. and I was like, how clean is your floor right now? And she's like, oh, my oh, God, God, I, I can't ain't stop gone. cleaning. <laughs> it was five hours. I went psycho and I like literally was toothbrush in the bathroom. <laughs> and then Darcy was like, I did the same thing. But it's great. So I you were it. diagnosed and you got medication for it? Is that yeah. the, <laughs> the takeaway? January. ADHD the takeaway. is the worst named disorder in the right. history because people just assume it's kids bouncing off the... Right. But it uh, it really is. There's so many different forms of it. Like I'm ADHD combined, so sometimes I'm inattentive and sometimes I'm hyperactive. It was My first diagnosis was by Bruce McCullough. He was the... like it Really? Might, yeah, when I was... We were working on a script together and day two, he was like, how long have you had ADHD? And I was like, wow. I don't have ADHD. I'm just a quirky dude. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I went home and had like the full assessment. So I was 36 when I got diagnosed wow. five years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it, you had to cut, you had to come out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of the symptoms of ADHD by chance not being able to return emails? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's called, Diana. Uh, it's Di called Jesus. Uh, ADHD paralysis. Uh, and yeah. it is the stress of, uh, like, for instance, I only make appointments in the morning because if I have an appointment in the afternoon, I can't get anything done until that appointment. Uh, right. And uh, same with, like, emails. I I have to, I forward ones that I know I'll never reply to for Jared to do. Uh, so, right. but, like, they, a lot of the time with that, too, is, they diagnose you and give you pills and never teach you anything about it. So if you have right. ADHD, there is so much you need to learn. We learned recently, Jane and I, about something called rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which is a huge one where, like, Steve, how many times did you reschedule this interview? Three times? I'm going to say. You didn't, you didn't pull the that. Over -under is, the yeah. over-under is four. You didn't pull that shit with Ron James, did you? No, <laughs> you pulled it with me. And so I'm sitting here going, well, Steve doesn't want me as a guest. Steve oh, hates oh, me. 
Oh, uh, no, the the polar opposite. Believe For me. sure. And I know that. But the rege- the RSD in me will uh, will go to those dark places, then starting a cycle of depression and yada, yada. So knowing about wow. it and knowing to be able to like go, hey, wait a second. This is your brain telling you something that doesn't exist. And now you know the steps to fix it. But no doctor wow. told us that. We've just been researching the shit out of it for a few years. Anyways, that's that's that. So, Jane, what what is your experience with... So, you've got the medication, but obviously there's also other coping mechanisms. How has it helped you? It's helped me with uh, focus, being able to do the stuff that's on my list of things to do, rather than like, I did one out of ten. Like, that's how right. I used to. And I just... It's just you get this cycle of also like, why am I not doing it? Everyone else is doing, you know, all the stuff they're wanting to do. And the same as Darcy, I work out in the morning because that's just better for me. Because otherwise I'll just have almost every excuse to not do it. I mean, most people do that anyways, but just like then I'm like, well, no, like Darcy phoned me. I'll go meet him instead of doing that thing. And Darcy's a great, like the bounce life partner <laughs> could you not fill it with the fill in the blank part is done darcy can you let her just say what she was thank you say? Darcy. sorry he's, thank a great, he's a great one. um he's thank great at like uh insight and whatnot yeah because i've looked into it and it's just helped me just i feel better person like more motivated but it was there but i always just felt lazy that was it like i just always was like Ugh, okay i'm blue. Exercise is a huge part of it, too, because you're naturally creating dopamine, which is what you need. So I think Jane's diagnosis and her exercise have been kind of combined beautifully to uh, give us the wonderful lady that is before us today. I was going to ask if the medication... Did the medication come before the the weight loss? No, like is the um, or was it all sort of at the same time? No, or? I did that April eighth, twenty twenty. Started to like weight loss journey, and then started the Vivant in February. And but when I picked it up, the pharmacist was like, "So, like, you might not be as hungry." And I'm like, "Yeah, grabbed it." And she's like, "No, I'm not done." I'm like, "No, you said that. I'm out. Like this." Um, <laughs> it's only been from that it's only been probably five pounds so the rest was like everything i was doing but the same as like darcy's journey with tiktok and whatnot i was already doing the work i feel like on myself finally like oh like don't be you know you're not on the road getting drunk and then in a hotel room and i'll get a pizza and then i'll have it tomorrow and then right. eat the whole pizza i'm at home eating the pizza so it's easier <laughs> and um <laughs> it's it tastes like delivery it's delicious <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you talking about they don't even sound the same at all there goes that sponsorship <laughs> yeah just just revisiting a bit from the early 90s while we're talking about adhd <laughs> Yeah, you're, um, call, you're calling my references old. Jeez. I, Jesus, I know. Old roller girl over here. <laughs> <laughs> she delivered it on roller skates. <laughs> it just sounds like you two have everything we're saying. It sounds cliche, but you're living it. So it's proof. You've, you've kind of rediscovered yourselves recently or found new things about yourselves that you've been able to immediately put into, into use. And... I think that part of me with this ADHD, and I I won't stay on it too long because whoever has it, we've already (laughs) lost them, but there's the battle between spontaneity in art, right? And between controlled routine and regiment, regimentedness is not a word, but I've lost control here. (laughs) Were you worried 
either of you, when you started to do the research into ADHD, look, that's just me being spontaneous. Like, I'm not going to say this is a symptom of something that I need to confront. I was scared when I started. I talked to Darcy because I was like, what if it stops me doing kind of my stream of consciousness when I'm on stage? That was my right. biggest thing. I'm like, oh, like, I'm just going to be a robot now and be like, yeah, I like water. Man, I wonder what I thought. <laughs> that's, that's so that's so robot that's so James water bit is a uh, is a killer it's a, it, it crushes the room why is the why is the robot drinking water nobody knows Jane Stanton refreshing oh. comedy <laughs> oh Jane you are the Dasani of comedy uh, <laughs> oh, so many potential sponsors so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jane, we all jumped in there because all of us, I believe, are about Have the ADHD. same degree of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is the closest you... thing I've had to a live audience in a really long time, so this is great. <laughs> this is great. You're just saying, and I, I, I think that's a legitimate worry. When you're a comedian, oh. especially someone that does free association stuff like you do, you don't want to lose oh, that. Oh, it scared right? me so much, but it wasn't the, the case in any means. And also with acting, I was like, ugh, what if I'm you know, anxious with it and whatnot, but I'll say learning lines with it. Darcy probably will agree. Like I learned them so much better. Well, not Darcy, but I do for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to take forever to learn lines forever. And now I'm like, Oh, this is great. It's the Medicaid uh, focusing. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's also like when you're neurodivergent, it it's easy to focus on the negative sides. ADHD is superpowers. Things like hyperfixation, when you're interested in something, you will learn every part of that thing you're interested in and become an expert on it and then never touch it again. Uh, mm. You know, like just mm. as if walk through my house and I will point at things that I built and will never like I built this beautiful barn door downstairs. I, I learned everything about it because we were quoted $1,500 and I was like, I bet you I can make it for 200 uh, and I made it for $150 and it's beautiful and all my friends want one. And I'd be like, no, I'm never going to do that. No, again. I'll never do that again. Uh, I want to interrupt though. Darcy's but, just said that I was, when I was in grade 10 in Maui, I was like, oh, scuba diving. And I did the course, I think in five days, read the giant book, everything. It was like, I'm going to be a dive master. Like I went psycho into it when I'm like, yeah, someone with red hair and freckles should be in the sun. All the time. In the world, I love sharks. I hate them. So, yeah, like you just focus on it. You're like, this is the thing. It's just knowing and learning to use those for good. But like, it's similar to... You know, like going on medication and or, and even losing weight, you know, like I've had my my weights fluctuated just like Oprah's over the years. I was always worried when I first lost, like when I lost like 120 pounds that I wouldn't be funny. Anymore. Uh, and then the same thing went through. Uh, will I still be funny with a on medication for ADHD? And absolutely you will be because now you can actually focus on it and it's not accidental. You know, like you're mm. you're able to set the you find those things about yourself. My, I'm only productive in the morning. So the morning is for meetings and productivity. The afternoon is playtime uh, and learning those things about yourself and what uh, what works for you only can only be possible with, you know, understanding your own disorder. Well, friends, I got to tell you, really, I mean, uh, I didn't expect this conversation to go like this. Yeah, you owe me $175. I do. I do. Well, yeah, well, why don't you just go sell another donkey shirt? <laughs> right, so listen, I, uh... This is the weirdest fucking episode. <laughs> it's great. This is great. This is everything I want 
the show to be because this could actually be helping people. I think that, you know, of course, we go after Canadians. We want them to know other Canadians. But this is a general thing that I think a lot of people over the last year, if not ADHD, something something else might have popped up in uh, the year that they've had to themselves. A lot of people are just at home. So you, you got to take care of yourself or you can't take care of, of anybody else. And it, it can make everything go more right in your in your world, I think. Well, is, it's uh, again. A, yeah, we got to talk about mental health the same way we would talk about, hey, why is your arm broken? You know, mm -hmm. like that's it's just a way, you know, like there's no such thing as normal. And the sooner we all get OK with that, the sooner we can just talk about, hey, this is what's a little abnormal about me. I think people want to relate and also, you know, this is the time to be introspective. And we're all a bunch of weirdos. What Darcy's saying? Like everyone is. What the fuck did you just say about me? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Again, again. Are we breaking up? I am not moderating up? debates. I'm not. That's not what this show is. Let's talk about what's what's coming up next, you know, with things opening up again. I don't know if you two have got some live shows slated, but Darcy, what's up next for you? I'm probably going to go downstairs. <laughs> we've got a bunch of stuff coming in the new year uh, i think there's a canadian stand-up tour coming in the spring and a book and uh the trip to greece so there's a oh, bunch yeah. of stuff uh and jane and i are also working on a podcast tour as well that's great and where, where can people what's the easiest way for people to find you online obviously uh like what just search it'll, darcy it'll come up Go, yeah, no, 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 go old school. Go Dorothy McQuarrie. Yeah, Dorothy uh, McQuarrie. Uh, <laughs> God, my parents. Listeners, are gonna I'll hate put me. everything in the show notes. Don't it's worry. It's Darcy Michael on. I'm at the Darcy Michael on everything. Okay, and Jane, what's up next for you, my friend? Are, are you still filming? Mighty no, Ducks or, um, or that, that was done? done, but it got picked up for a second season. So I think oh, that's great. in in the new year. And then we're doing a live show. Uh, high school sucks, Darcy. Yeah. Where is that at? Oh, right. In, in Vancouver, Vancouver, December in Vancouver. 5th oh, at great. the Hollywood yeah. Theater. Our, oh, guest, that up. Uh, our guest is, you You guys get the scoop, our guest is Jordan Connor from Riverdale. Oh. Wow. Handsome yum, man. Yum, yum. A handsome wow. man. Jane and I are going to climb him like a tree. Oh, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a little fort. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be our one and only live show. Uh, we're going to Harvey Weinstein ourselves into cancellation. Oh. <laughs> well, that's probably a good place to stop the episode for this week. Darcy, Jane, thank you so thank much. You. Listen to the podcast, everyone. High School Sucked. Obviously, go check out the TikTok or the Darcy Michael, wherever you do. Buy a donkey shirt. Get out there. And, you know, as a bonus... If you think you might have some of these symptoms we've talked about, do a little of your own research, because that's what I'm <laughs> heading to do right now. And I'm sure Diana's going to send me some research that I also will not read. I already uh, have. <laughs> I've already sent three emails in the last of 10 minutes. Of course you have. Thank you for being part of the Canadian Star System, friends. It was it, what a pleasure having you. I love you guys. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us on. I can't wait to get you on ours. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to bring you all down with my high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> If you liked this episode, be sure to check out our interviews with other fantastic Canadian comedians like Bruce McCullough, Colin Mockery, Rick Mercer, Alana Harkin, and Ron James. The Canadian Star System is produced by Diana Francis and Steve Patterson in association with the Apostrophe Podcast Network. 
If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit our website at canadianstarsystem.ca where you can find links to their work and their socials. Speaking of socials, you can follow at CanadianStarPod and at ApostrophePod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Our editor and sound technician is Donovan Deschner of Fracture of Femur Productions. Music by Mark Camilleri of Imagine Sound Studios. Special thanks to Terry O'Reilly, Debbie O'Reilly, Callie O'Reilly, and Nancy Patterson, who is an honorary O'Reilly. And since you're doing such a good job of listening to the credits, there's a bonus clip for you after Steve sings us out. So give it up to these good nuts, because I sell promotion subs. And if they went away, you sure would miss them. The Canadian Star System. Wait a minute, you're gay? Did we just uh, break it, that on this yeah, show? It's, yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, the, the, spoiler if the moo moos behind him didn't tip it off. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.